Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, a reminder that no matter how difficult your situation may be, God can heal you. You see, what makes a difference, what touches people's lives, what transforms people, changes people, saves people's soul, heals people's body, causes them to live different, it's not the building structure, not the name of the church. What makes a difference is the manifest presence of God. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, Christmas is coming, and even though the decorations and music are cheery and festive, this season for many represents a time of hurt and sadness. Amidst the glittering lights and joyful gatherings, there are individuals grappling with loneliness and loss and the weight of unfulfilled expectations. However, this Christmas season also serves as a poignant reminder that a Savior has come into the world, bringing hope and healing to those who are hurting. Our lesson today is titled, There is Healing for the Hurting, a message of positivity and hope, and it begins right now on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Yesterday, I was walking downtown Michigan Avenue with a couple of friends, and what a beautiful night it was. The lights are out. The weather was beautiful. The streets were crowded. The street performers were doing their things. People had uh, shopping bags in their hand. There was excitement there, chatter among the people. It's just a fun time, isn't it, for most people? We look at the holiday seasons and we think, wow, this is a time of gladness, a time of happiness, a time of, of gift giving, a time of family, friends rejoicing, uh, the music is playing in the stores, the old Christmas uh, movies, and it's a wonderful life, and Miracle on 44th Street, and Rudolph, and Charlie Brown Christmas, and all that fun stuff that happens at Christmas, it's all going. The kids are getting all excited, filling out their Christmas list of what they want, and it seems like for everybody, it's supposed to be this happy, glad, exciting season, and it is, but there's also a dark side. Do you know that during the holiday seasons, there are more people that are depressed and get the holiday blues than almost any other season. Do you know that during the holiday seasons that there are people that drink more than at other times of the year excessively to drown out their sorrows? Do you realize that it's during the holiday season that there's more attempted suicides than any other time of the year? You say, well, why is that? I thought it's supposed to be a happy, great season of joy and merriment. Well, here's the problem. Everything around us is telling us it's supposed to be a happy season. But many of us are living something other than that happy season. And we realize that what is supposed to be is not. And there's a lot of people that are deeply hurting on the inside. Among the Jingle Bell songs, there are people whose heart is depressed. Uh, Dr. Matt Anderson says it this way. He says, the holiday blues, 
anxiety, even depression affect many people about this time of the year. To some, the remembrance of pleasant childhood memories now are gone forever in contrast to today's unpleasant realities. Issues such as family, strife, unemployment, financial constraints, loneliness from prior losses of loved ones, isolation, un unrealized expectations, and even family gatherings with tension from estranged relatives may contribute to sadness and despair. The time of joy, cheer, wonderful family reunions, and enjoyment of deep, meaningful relationships just does not exist for many. There are some people at this time of the year that are going into the first holidays as a divorced individual, and they will not have their children beside them on Christmas Day because they're sharing it with the other spouse. There are some that are going into the holiday season and it's the first or second year that you're celebrating it without your mother present or your father who passed away or a close friend who's no longer there. There are some people that are looking at the holiday seasons and maybe you remember that these were fun times with children unwrapping gifts, but now your children are far away and maybe it's a lonely time of the year and you're not as happy or there's health issues. And so when everybody is supposed to be happy, when the world is telling us that we're supposed to be happy, but we're hurting on the inside, we're lonely or depressed or hurting on the inside. Many of us don't like to show it. Who wants to walk around with a sad face? So we put on a smile, we dress up, we go out there, and we try to hum along with jingle bells, but inside, we're hurting. I would venture to say that even this morning, among the crowd that we have passing through these doors today, there, there will be nearly 1,400 people that will come in and out of this sanctuary uh, during this day through our various services. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that there are people here that are deeply hurting inside even at this time of the year. How do I know that? Oh, I've been around for a long time. I've prayed for a lot of people. I know that because I prayed for a man with tears in his eyes that said, I'm hurting right now at the previous service. I know that, that because that's the reality. And so today I want to talk to you. I want to talk to those of you that are hurting on the inside, but maybe smiling on the outside or trying to smile on the outside. You know, it's incredible how little we like to show that we're hurting, right? How about it? We don't like to, how you doing? Oh, I'm terrible. How you doing? My very people, very few people say that. We want to say, great, how you doing? And sometimes we're like the guy who got in an accident with a, a pickup truck that was toting, toting a horse. And the insurance company called them two months after the accident and said, hey, you filed a claim. And we thought that you said on your report that you were doing fine. And now you're filing a complaint saying that you had a lot of injuries. And so he explained to the insurance guy what happened. He said, well, I was lying there on the street after having this with this pickup truck with a horse. I heard someone walk up to the horse and a policeman, and they said, how's the horse doing? He says, he's got a broken leg. And I heard him, saw him pull out a gun and shoot the horse in the head. 
And then he came up to me. And he said, how you doing? Do you have any broken bones? And I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really, sir, I'm fine. And many of us are that way. We hate to admit that we're hurting. Uh, we're hurting inside and we're damaged, but we don't want anybody to know because, well, we're just afraid of the consequences. And today I want to talk to you about a woman that was deeply hurting in the midst of a congregation like ours and how she encountered the hand in the presence of Jesus. And it's found in Luke chapter 13, and I'm going to begin reading in, in verses 10 through 17 as we talk about this woman that was deeply uh, afflicted. And I'm going to ask that you stand for the reading of God's word this morning. Verse 10 says, on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and he said, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up and praise God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue rulers said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all the opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So today I want to talk to you about what you need to know about how God heals the hurting. I want to first of all to ex explain to you, describe a little bit the background or scenario for this woman who was bent over for 18 years. The author of the book of Luke, J Matthew, Mark, and Luke, was a physician, a medical doctor. He was a follower of Jesus, but also a medical doctor. So he's telling the story of this woman that encounters Jesus. Uh, Jesus is speaking in the synagogue, the equivalent to a Jewish, uh, to our church, a Jewish church. And he encounters a woman that's bent over. And the Bible tells us that she's been bent over for 18 years. Now, Luke, who is describing this woman, he uses the word in the Greek, asthenia, which means a state of debilitating illness. He also says that she's bent over and could not straighten up at all. The Greek word he uses there is sumkopto, primarily bent forward and stooped, almost to be doubled over. The idea that Luke has given us is that this woman had been in a state of bent overness where she could not straighten up, not look at anybody in the face for 18 years. Now imagine that for a second. I've seen pictures and documentaries of people that have severe curvature of the spine. So 
so much so that they can't walk up straight. Imagine this woman for 18 years walking that way, barely being able to make her way to the synagogue. The children, of course, would laugh and make fun of her, I'm sure, in the neighborhood. As she walked by, the three-year-olds or four-year-olds would say, Mommy, what's wrong with her? When she met someone, she would not be able to straighten up and greet them like a person. She would have to, from her stoop-down state, try to greet them. No eye contact. Just the regular responsibilities of cooking and and chores and buying her groceries and washing clothes would become extremely difficult for her. She probably avoided social gatherings because no one likes people to stare at them when something is wrong with them. It affected her body, her soul, and her spirit. But she kept going to church. She kept showing up at the synagogue. How old she was, it doesn't tell us, but it seems to imply that somehow this had happened to her when she was a little bit older in life, maybe in her teenage years. She had walked straight at one time. She knew what it meant to look people in the face, to feel normal, but now it had been a long, long time since she had felt normal. Now, some of you can relate to that. It's been a long time that you have felt normal. It may not be physical, it may be spiritual, it may be emotional. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Today's message titled, There is Healing for the Hurting. And if you find yourself needing a little bit of encouragement this holiday season, be sure to sign up for our Bold Stepper Weekly, an automated email feature delivered right to your inbox each Monday morning. It's right there for me on Monday mornings, and I look forward to it each week, and you can too. Don't miss out on this encouraging and insightful devotional. Sign up at boldstepsweekend.org. I also want to remind you that if you ever have trouble sticking around for an entire radio broadcast, you can always listen at your own pace anytime by subscribing to our podcast. It's available on most podcast platforms, and you'll find us on your podcast app by searching for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. All right, let's jump back into the message about Jesus' miraculous encounter with an infirmed woman at the temple. Once again, here's Mark Job. And Jesus comes to town. He's speaking in the synagogue. He's an invited rabbi. Rabbi is a teacher, and he happens to be speaking in the synagogue that day. He's not like the other teachers. No, not Jesus. This isn't a service as usual. He's not boringly reading some manuscript. He's not just numbly quoting Old Testament scripture. There seems to be something different about Jesus. When he speaks, he has the attention of people. There's a depth and a compassion about the way he looks at people. He seems to know God himself. He speaks with an authority that gathers the attention. It makes the religious leaders mad. It draws the masses to him. He speaks as someone who knows what it is to suffer pain. He speaks as someone who knows the heart of God. And so people listen in rapt attention as this rabbi, this young rabbi, um, under 35 years old, begins to speak to them about the ways of God and the things of God. 
And if you're taking notes today, I want you to jot this down. You can be around religious people and never have encountered the healing power of God. You see, this woman seems to have come to the synagogue week after week and listened to truth, but never experienced the presence of God. Uh, Do you realize that there's literally thousands of churches that meet every Sunday across this city and people that show up at religious services? Some of them are small, some of them are large, some of them are in cathedrals with stained glass windows, some of them are little storefront churches, some of them are super loud and long, others are very quiet and short, some of them are liturgical with the priest, rabbi, or pastor dressing in some stately robes and reading their liturgy, others are more spontaneous and more informal, some of them have hymns that they play with an organ, others have rock band worship music. Uh, Some of them meet in cathedrals that have been around for years and years and inspire the worship of the people as they look to the, to the ornate, uh, gothic ceilings and others meet in a transformed warehouse like us. But the big issue is not where you meet or what style your worship is. The big question is this, is the presence of Jesus there? You see, what makes a difference, what touches people's lives, what transforms people, changes people, saves people's soul, heals people's body, causes them to live different is not the style of the worship service. It's not the building structure, not the name of the church. What makes a difference is the manifest presence of God. The Bible says that this woman had been coming to the synagogue, it seems like over and over and over, but she had never really experienced God. How many of you know you can be religious and never really know God? You can learn and memorize prayers and never know really how to pray. You can come to a church and never really know how to worship. You can pray to a living God, but never really personally know that living God because you can be religious without encountering the powerful presence of God. This woman had been to multiple religious service trying to learn the truths that was presented to her, but this Sunday or this Sabbath, something was different. Jesus was present. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, that there will be religion or religious experiences that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Secondly, I want you to understand that you may have lived hurting so long that it actually shapes your whole person. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what happens. You, you see that oftentimes we neglect other parts of our person because we deal with what we know how to deal with. If you go to a doctor 
A doctor is trained to analyze your physical malfunctions, your diseases. So what a doctor does is he treats your body. A doctor knows very little about your soul and very little about your spirit. But he knows because he's been trained through eight years of biology and anatomy and pathology and the diagnosis of diseases. And so when he looks at you, he sees a body that needs to be fixed because that's his profession. Your disease may have emerged in your soul. Your problem may be a problem of the spirit, but your doctor only knows the body, so he treats the body. If you go to a psychologist or counselor, what a psychologist or counselor knows is he, he knows your emotions and your mind. He knows your behavior. And so when you see a psychologist, a psychologist does not recommend uh, medicine for your body because a psychologist hasn't been trained in the medical practices. A psychiatrist has a little bit of the body, a little bit of the spirit, but a psychologist, it's all about your emotions. So this, you come to a psychologist and say, you know, I had neck pain here and headaches. And he says, well, talk to me about your stress. And let's look at you, the baggage that you're holding. And let's talk about your family background. Let's analyze this because that's what they know. They know mind and they know emotions and they know behavior because that's what they treat. You go to a religious individual, a pastor, or someone that's trained and they know the spirit and so they treat the spirit and and they pray over people and they deal with the spiritual issues that may trouble you the bible says that this woman was actually bound by a spirit that the root of her physical disease was a spiritual problem that had caused a physical manifestation in her body Freedom from your afflictions. That's the topic of today's message from pastor and Bible teacher Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps Weekend. Today's lesson is titled, There is Healing for the Hurting. Remember, you can always revisit these messages or share them with a friend by pulling them up online at boldstepsweekend.org. Mark, before we say goodbye today, I have a question I think a lot of Christians have asked at some point in their journey. We know that pain and death and deception weren't part of God's plan. So when we see so much of it around us, is God's good plan still in motion behind the scenes? That's a great question, Wayne. I always remind people that uh, God is good, but we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. You may be one of those individuals that are experiencing the devastation of a fallen world. I recently prayed over a father who had just days before lost his 15-year-old son in a tragic uh, car accident. And it's hard to try to explain to a father who loves a son why this happened. And I didn't even try. I, I have stopped trying to explain because I'm not really sure why. But I do know that God is good. And uh, if I cannot understand the hand of what's happening, I can always trust the heart. And I think that's what Max Lucado in his book, God Will Use This for the Good, points to surviving the mess of life. And Max Lucado talks about those struggling with difficult, traumatic, bad, difficult circumstances in life and making sense of it. 
Maybe you're going through a time that's uh, just great and you don't have this mess, as Max Lucado calls it. This is a good time to read this book to prepare your heart for what may come in the future. That's right, Wayne. We are either going into a valley, coming out of a valley, or right between valleys. But life (laughs) is full of difficult circumstances, so better be prepared. Yes, and right now, anyone can get a copy of Max's book, God Will Use This for Good, when you send a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. Just go online to boldstepsweekend.org. Or pick up the phone and call us at 866-535-5580. Again, that's 866-535-5580. And you can also send your donation and request for Max's book in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps Weekend. 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you're looking for even more content from the Bold Steps Ministry, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute, where you'll hear powerful excerpts from the Bible teaching of Mark Job. This one-minute feature is a great way to get your daily dose of biblical truth, no matter how busy your schedule gets. So subscribe today and get the Bold Steps Minute downloaded automatically through your podcast app or visit boldstepsminute.org. And if you want to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. Mark releases brand new videos every Tuesday on subjects like grief, living in unfair circumstances, and the healing power of God. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in our website handle, youtube.com slash at boldstepsradio. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again next week when we'll see how Jesus draws near to the brokenhearted. It's the conclusion of today's message called, There's Healing for the Hurting. It's coming up next time, right here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.